Here's Miller and Condon. Ken Miller. Trent Condon. Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM. All right, good morning, everybody. Welcome to Miller and Condon here on a Monday, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. It's Trent Condon and Ken Miller for the next couple of hours. Thanks for uh, spending some of the morning here with us as we talk sports with you. BMW of Des Moines guest list looks like this. Matt Snyder. Apparently Matt's uh, all the other CBS MLB writers are on vacation. What a day he had yesterday. One article after another and of course the power rankings today uh, this morning came out. So we'll talk to a very busy Matt Snyder from CBSSports.com. He is their baseball guy uh, over there and uh, we look forward to speaking with him at the bottom of the hour. Our number Number two, playing the hits, Iowa and Iowa State. Iowa first with Scott Dockerman from The Athletic, and then our friend Nick Olson, 24-7 Sports, as he and other Cyclone-like media get set to embark for Dallas. Yes, indeed, it is here. Uh, let the bells ring out and the proverbial banners fly. The college football media days begin this week. Check that box, Trent Condon. <laughs> Phil Steele checked. College football media days checked as we work our way to what I think is like, what did I see this morning? I don't know. Inside 50 days, can that be right? That sounds yes, right. It does sound right, doesn't it? Yeah, because in seven Mondays, we'll be reacting to week zero games. Yes, indeed. Including Nebraska losing to Northwestern. Wouldn't that be something? <laughs> well, we didn't think it was going to happen last year, and mm-hmm. Illinois picked them off, and uh, away Nebraska's season went. Uh, so, indeed. So, that's the BMW. Of course, uh, Trent's play of the day, Circus Sports. And, man, did you hand out a big winner last week. Yeah. A big, uh, what was he, 20 to 1, Shoffley, when you bet, when you put it out there? Yeah, Xander was 20 to 1. He uh, got off to a little bit of a slow start, came back on Friday, played well, and then after that, great on Saturday and coasted in yesterday, a Scottish Open championship. And, Let's continue across the pond here, making some money. So, what did you have him at? What on your app? Twenty? Did you get twenty? It was twenty to one. Yeah, that's what I got him. I played both him and Colin Morikawa, my two guys to win. Hit a top twenty with Tommy Fleetwood. Had another Mm -hmm. close one. So we're seeing it. We're starting to make money. Hmm. You get one of those, and all of a sudden, I've this is as deep as I've ever been into golf betting this year. And a part of it is you don't miss a week. We do our show on Mediacom, Inside the Numbers. You can catch it four times weekly over on MC22, where we talk sports wagering the whole time. The whole half hour of the show, it's all about sports gambling. If you're an addict, like some of us are, <laughs> you will enjoy what we do on a daily, a weekly basis over there at Mediacom. But because of that, during the summer, well, baseball's hard because we tape the show on Wednesday. You like to bet Sunday night baseball, but even then... You don't an, know the matchup. Yeah, or the you, price. you have an inkling of what the yeah. pitching matchup, is, but you don't really know. Mm-hmm. And especially in today's baseball, where it's not every fifth day a guy's going to start, it's a little bit different today. So what can I do? What can I do on a weekly basis to bet? So John Deere Classic in <laughs> Scottish Open, absolutely. I've been into it, and when you hit a winner, I mean, it makes all the losses that I have. A little more palpable. Well, because, you don't need too many of those 20 no. to ones, which is why I love to bet futures. You get much yep. better price. And that's kind of what this is with the golf betting. And, and I've done that. I've done the top 20s. When it comes to majors, I'll do some of the goofy things. Will the winner par the last hole of the tournament? You know, you those kind of things. bet that the first three this year. Yeah, they're, they're those fun things. And we're going to get into them this week, obviously, with the British. Yeah. But on a week-to-week basis, betting golf is something that has become pretty enjoyable. And I've told you, live betting NBA is my favorite thing to live bet. But live betting golf is really high up there, too. If you got an afternoon where you can just watch, watch the thing and see the 
everything unfold. And it's a little bit slower pace as you're watching it. It's a really enjoyable experience if you like live betting to kind of dip your toe in. And I've been doing that too, but didn't have to yesterday. Stayed with my man. And Xander got it done, got the victory there. Watch that. Watch a little bit of the celebrity golf tournament out in Tahoe. Tony Romo, I saw, yes. I saw it on Twitter. I didn't see I didn't see any golf yesterday. So where was the Scottish Open? On CBS? It was, yeah. Finished up about 2 o'clock. Mm-hmm. So that's when that one wrapped up. And then, yeah, went over to NBC and watched that in Tahoe. And the pomp and circumstance and the goofiness. And you got Justin Timberlake. He was playing out there with Steph Curry. And they're playing JT music as they're walking up after a par 3. <laughs> nice. And Aaron Rodgers is throwing passes to people. It's just... It's fun, it's different, yeah. it's goofy. It was an enjoyable weekend of watching golf, as my twins until yesterday had struggled against the Rangers. Yes, they had, and I thought they were going to give another one back yeah. yesterday, but they put it in the win column. I'll get to the Cubs in, in, in a moment here as they get a grand slam and a three-run bomb, and all of those before the third inning, and they lost. Uh, but just for us, since we're on the topic of the British Open, we will talk with Matt Rudy probably Wednesday. He will be there on the grounds of St. Andrews when we get the hold of Matt. Look forward to catching up with that. It's the 150th uh, renewal of this event, and I guess there's going to be a lot of pomp and circumstance surrounding it greg norman was uh, was uh, told not to um that he's not going to be invited to uh the festivities right or wrong wrong i, I agree with you 100 percent. i mean what they're doing right now is he's a two-time champion of yes. this event yes. okay yep. um I, I guess if if you're having a hall of fame thing you probably don't want oj at your event yeah but this is the hall of fame mm-hmm and and he did, and Greg Norman didn't murder two people. OJ did. <laughs> Greg Norman won this tournament twice. I think you're drawing more attention to the live golf, and we're not going to spend a ton of time on live. Mm-hmm. I promise. But there's more attention on Greg Norman not being there now because of the decision that they made. It's not like he has never won this tournament. Mm-hmm. He's won it twice. Don't you're you gi- invite him? You're giving more oxygen. That's just it, Trent. I agree 1,000%. And we're in the minority. Oh, really? Yes. People say, yeah, keep a boy. Absolutely. He, de- he deserves to be there. I get, yeah. Like you said, hey, business dealings, you can argue about the merits. Right. That's all well and good. But to say, stay away. Right. That, that, it just it seems incredibly short-sighted. Well, I saw an article today about the British and their prize pools up, I think, $2.5 million to the winner. Fourteen million dollar purse overall, highest it's ever been, up twenty two percent. Dollars or pounds? <laughs> I guess I didn't. I didn't know what the conversion rate was on that. But in that same article, that will still be a million and a half dollars less than Brandon Grace won for winning Portland in the Live Tour last week. And overall, the prize, the purse of fourteen million dollars for the British, yeah. Yeah. is still eleven dollars million dollars less. That's than what was handed out in Portland that a is, week ago. That is unbelievable. Look, <laughs> you kind of understand why these guys are flinching a little bit, uh, right? But anyways, uh, Greg Norman, I thought they made a mistake, I'm, and, and you see it the same way. All right, uh, where do we want to go? So this is the latest from the realignment. That we kind of thought this weekend would be quiet. Mm-hmm. I think it is um, – I, I didn't see anything. Well, let me ask you, did you? No, nothing certainly – Outside of people throwing crap against the wall and seeing if it's going to stick. Mm-hmm. There's there's nothing at this point that feels imminent, yeah. anything that's going to change. Have you found the West Virginia blogger whose number of followers have doubled from like, yeah, 5,000, he's up to about 12, MHVER3? I don't think so, no. Well, and I know there's a lot of uh, a lot of people we know are following him now. I think this guy's just, he's hes not, I miss Sir Yacht. Sir Yacht oh, yes. was right. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, guys like this, look, he, he's just... 
I don't think anybody knows. So the the one little nugget that I saw from over the weekend that at first glance I thought, oh my God, the other leagues are cooked. The Big Ten and the SEC are rumored, rumored to be going from 85 scholarships to 95 scholarships. Okay. So what does that mean? Two 20-team leagues, that's 400 players uh, that will be kept away seemingly from the Pac-12, Big 12, whatever, however it shakes out. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking, oh my God, that's a death knell. But is it? Because last time I looked, there's only 11 guys on the field at a time. Yeah, absolutely. Look right? at the transfer portal. <laughs> Look at the transfer portal. Yep. So yes, on the surface, them uh, them um, adding scholarships to each one of their teams... Uh, you could say, you know what, it gets, I get that they're trying to, you know, they're trying to knock these other leagues out. Then you know what? The more I thought about it, no, you're still going to want to play. Yes, and you're going to find a home, and very quickly Absolutely. we see that more and more. The days of Nebraska, back when they had 150 the guys on scholarship, right. and and all these guys, yep. and they would wait their turn until they're a fifth year senior. No, kids don't want to do that. No, I'm going to sit around for four years, right. getting my head beat in and practice, right? For maybe an opportunity to play my senior Unless year. Unless there's a young guy who's coming up through the pipeline who's mm-hmm. in high school right now, yep. And they somehow get him to their school. They know they're not going to be able to keep him because as soon as he gets a chance, he's gone. Now Dave Irvington comes in, and well, I guess I waited five years for nothing. Right. Those days are over. So yeah, on the surface, it feels like all right. Here's another blow. Uh huh. In today's environment, not so I'm much though. Make it 120. Is it going to matter? No. Maybe initially, recruiting rankings, it'll matter. I mean, your top 40 teams will all be mm-hmm. from that conference because of the depth and breadth that they'll get in every single recruiting class. But it's about what you have on the field. Yep. And those guys, all right, well, you know what? I went to Georgia. I didn't play. But you're the 93rd guy and you got a ring. All right. All right. Got my ring. Yeah. Now I'm going to go. part of that championship team. And I'm going to play. I'm going to get a shot somewhere. Yeah. I get an opportunity. It doesn't matter if it's in the Sun Belt right. or the Big 12 or the ACC. I just want to play. You're going to get that uh-huh. opportunity. So, yeah, I kind of read it the same way. Look at us. We're in simpatico here early on we this are. week. We are. You're going to have to change that commercial about arguing with Ken on the radio. You <laughs> right. just need a beer. Well, still need a beer after talking with you. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Carrying me, I mean. Uh, so, baseball from over the weekend. Uh, did you see any of the Cubs game? It's uh, just, yesterday, yes. I mean... <laughs> A grand slam and a three-run uh-huh. bomb. And they do this all of this before the third inning had come to an end. Mm-hmm. And they lost. And Patrick Wisdom can't throw the ball across the diamond. And it was just one It was just one uh, circumstance after another. The Cubs finding another. Look, in the grand scheme of things, does it matter? No. no. But it just it kind of feel like... Mm. Do I need to bother anymore? Mm-hmm. Which is why I gravitated to the Twins early on yesterday, because I would, couldn't watch my Blow Jays, uh, who were just completely circling the drain. Boy, they found a new way to lose a ball game yesterday. You you got to fill people in because I saw Trent, this highlight last this night. This is unbelievable. I, it's it's unthinkable mm-hmm. how this one played out. All right, fill us in on the details. So first and first and foremost, the the building Safeco is it still Safeco Heinz Field's no longer. Did you know that? Did yeah. you see that? Um, uh, Safeco in in, uh, in Seattle, it's they've got a huge crowd, and two thirds of the building are Blue Jay fans yep. who have come down from Alberta, Saskatchewan, uh, and British Columbia to fill the building. And the Jays are pretty good. They got a lot of young talent, right? So they need to make a defensive play, and the ball is hit in front of the plate. The catcher feels the ball. And throws to first base to get the runner who was, you know, on his way to first. 
Vladimir Guerrero reaches out with his glove, kind of turns his glove sideways to catch the ball because the, uh, the the catcher wouldn't want to hit the pitch or the uh, the batter uh, running up first baseline, and the ball goes through the webbing of his glove out to the outfield. I've never seen it before. A first base a first baseman has a hole in his glove. I've seen this before happen. In, yes, this happens. Usually, rarely a shortstop, middle infielder, every once in a while an outfielder, but it's a rarity. Mm-hmm. But it does happen. A first baseman's mitt, though, is different. You, well, every everyone's apparently except uh, juniors. It's right, Vlad Guerrero Jr. I have never seen a first base mitt that has the little holes in the webbing right. there. Usually, it is solid. It is compressed. It is all together for this reason. You're taking 95, 100 mile an hour throws across the infield. You have to have basically, it's a step below a catcher's mitt. That's what it is, right. a first baseman. Yes. It is a step below that. And then you see this thing, you go through, and his reaction too. Did you see his face? Initially, he's almost putting his hand into the glove to get the ball, to pull the ball out. Right. And it's not there. I, I've never. Seen Not that like happen that. at first base. Not like that. Just a wild one. And, and for your Blue Jays, a talented team. Oof. That team has... They can't pitch. They can't pitch. But they got in guys. Yeah. Gossman's could be hurt. But you bring in Barrios. Yes, he stinks. He's been terrible. They got one guy, Kikuchi. Alex Manoa. He's been bad. Yeah, Manoa's been good. Mm-hmm. Stripling's a, uh, he's a he's good fine. story. Yeah. yeah, He's fine. If right? that's your five, you're feeling great. For them, he's their two. Right now. And the offensive talent and... And watching the wild surges of these guys, and guys, we talked about Kirk, because he's built like me. I love the dude. He is built like you, literally. 5'8", he's got probably a little more muscle. He might muscle be 5'7". Seven. Yes. But, he, but he's in a cold five, streak. 5'7", right 240. He he's in a cold streak. Yeah. And it felt like, and it's felt like for the Blue Jays now for the last couple of months, they never had that time where everybody's hitting. Mm-hmm. You know, Bichette had a really, really long, rough stretch. Yep. And then he bounced back, and as soon as he did that, now Springer's yeah, been and, terrible. And Guerrero's, or Guerrero's yeah, on, it, on that one. As much talent as that team has, they are, to me, one of the more disappointing teams in baseball. I thought they were going to win the, the division. the first half? I thought they were sure. going to win. Nobody saw what the Yankees are doing no. at this level. No. I thought they were the best team in that division. They might finish last. They, because they might. Don't, don't look now. No, you're right. But the Baltimore Orioles, and what a story this is. Trent, Brandon Hyde might be the manager the first half of the year. No in doubt. baseball. Yes. Not I, in the American League East. In all of baseball, this guy might be the manager of the year. And his team's in last place. Right. But they're also still in the wild card race. They are. Very much so. They're two games behind Toronto. Let's say that Baltimore, we get to August 2nd. That's the trade deadline this year. And they're still, basically at this point, they're hovering around. It's still going to be a steep Yeah, climb. I don't know if you more, because they got some pieces because they've been drafting so high for so right. long. I don't think, I don't think you do, that you flinch. Do you make a, just a, a secondary move to say, hey, we're trying something? Maybe to give, yeah, to give a little bump to the clubhouse Another a arm. Bit. Yeah. Something like that. Even a fourth outfielder. You're not mortgaging the future. You're not doing anything like mm-hmm. that. But just because the fan base had... Minnelly hadn't shown up for a long time, but oh, still. they've been so bad. Just give them. And it's such a beautiful ballpark. Give them just that glimmer of hope that, yeah, we're going to uh-huh. we're gonna give this a shot. These kind of things don't come around. And we know this division that we play in. Yeah, big picture doesn't make sense. But no. if you got to give away your 16th and 20th prospect to just get a veteran, just do that. Just try a little something to give uh-huh. that little bit Show of Show the fan base something. Show yeah. the clubhouse something. Yeah, I, I could see that. But don't be, you know, don't be mortgaging. 
Because, A, you may not get in. Right. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Right. <laughs> in, in the first place. I mean, they place. could still play 600 baseball the rest mm-hmm. of the way after that and still not get in. That's right. just how difficult it is, and certainly in that division. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll we'll see, but it's it's a it's a pretty cool story. Did you see the All Star uh, teams released? Any, I did. Any problems with it? Not I don't like really. the pick because if 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 you want to put somebody on, you get to take somebody off. That's what I always say when these conversations come. If you're going to do that, if you're going to be sitting there beating your chest about mm-hmm. this guy got screwed, oh, this is terrible. Right, you take it out. out. <laughs> Becomes a little more difficult. Yes, it does. There just wasn't a whole lot there. Are you disappointed that we're not going to see Freddie Freeman there? No, I'm not either. No. He's been there. And guess what? There'll be injuries. They'll be pulling out. There'll be all kinds of guys well, that are going to be Alvarez for Houston's go. already out. Right. And is Bryce Harper going to play in this event? No. With what he's dealing with and can only be a batter? No. No. There's just so many of these parts that are people get so mm-hmm. excited. And then and so- veterans that have been there numerous times, they're going to come up with something by the end of the week. Absolutely. And you get that six days off as opposed to mm-hmm. just having a couple of days off. But what I will say, Trent, is it's unlike the Pro Bowl where guys are fighting with each other to get to the uh, whoever they have to get to to beg their way out of this right. thing. Yeah. I mean, look at Ian Happ yesterday when, mm-hmm. when he was told he's on the, uh, on the All-Star team. He wanted David Ross to tell him, you know, call me into your office and tell me because I'm going to break down. Yeah. Rossi wouldn't do that. He, he, told, he told him in front of the entire team. And this guy's crying like a baby. I mean, he was here, what, what was it, two years ago? Yes. When, when he wouldn't talk no, to Tommy? No, it would have been two. It would have been three, three now? Yeah. Because 2020, there wasn't a season. There wasn't a season. That's yeah. exactly right. So, And um, he he was frustrated. Well, this time last year, he'd lost his job. Mm-hmm. And he went through it, and he made himself better, mm-hmm. and here he is. And what a moment that has to be. I think it selfishly with the Twins and seeing Byron Buxton. Ken, we've been talking now for Byron Buxton together. For a long time, since we started together. Yeah. <laughs> and it's been so much talent, mm-hmm. so many injuries, and he's putting it together this year. Yep. And he is doing everything. And he's not running. He has become a different player than what he was when he was the number one pick. And here he is in the All-Star game. And him and Arai is getting that opportunity. And, yeah. and just to see the emotion of those two guys mm-hmm. as they were hugging, knowing that they were going to the All-Star game together. Those are the moments... Yeah, these are professionals, and they're paid handsomely right. for what they do. But ultimately, they're still dudes. Yeah, they still got hearts in their chests. They still got brains in their heads, and and they know the work that goes into it. And those kind of moments, they are really special. They are still that little part of sport. We love what happens between the lines. Mm-hmm. You and I, we're sports guys, but that extra element it does add something more that. Every every once in a while, you just kind of need that. And it, it was fun to see all those stories across baseball yesterday. Look, uh, the the big snub apparently is a guy by the name of Ty France, and and yep. I just heard you know collectively across Des Moines who, right, <laughs> right? Yep. and and I'm not I'm not being critical of you because if you don't watch much Seattle baseball, you don't see him. Mm-hmm. But who do you think in L.A. you want to watch Vladdy Guerrero Jr. with a bat in his hand or Ty France? It's and easy. France might be having a pretty and he is having he's a having a great year. year. Yeah, absolutely. But who do you want? You want Guerrero? Or you want Ty France? Um, Look, as you said, Trent, there's there, there's going to be a defection or two and an opportunity or two uh, open up. Uh, so that's the baseball. Back to Big 12 Media Days. And again, Nick Olson coming up in an hour and 10 minutes, anxious to you know, pick his brain. Um, it's going to be fascinating. The I think, anyways, maybe I'm dead wrong. Maybe nothing will come out of it. But the opportunity for your mark to meet the assembled media for the first time, the commissioner of the Big 12, and... These these events, well, they're I don't know. Do you for the hardcore can't get enough? 
just I you know shoot college football into my veins. Uh, part of the audience out there, we're, we're going to pay attention. But I think with all that's going on uh, in realignment right now, people will be hanging on. This guy's every word. And then likewise, when the Pac-12 gets together and Klyavkov meets the media and, and so on down the line. Um, I can't wait for the end of the week when this happens. See what the conversation is. And I don't expect, I don't expect, wow, I can't believe it. You know, now we know. <laughs> no, probably not going to be the case, but at least we'll have heard from the guy for the first time. So Baylor is the choice to get first place uh, in the poll, the media poll that came out. Do you out. have it in front of you? I haven't I seen do. it. Baylor number one. Number right? two? Uh, number two is um, Okie State. Oklahoma, then Oklahoma Oh, of State. course. Yeah, the other's still there. Yes. Right? Yeah. Texas in fourth. They got two first place votes. Kansas State at number five. And Iowa State, pick six. They did get one first place vote. TCU, West Virginia, Tech, and Kansas completes the 10. Hang on a second. Yeah. Iowa State finished sixth, mm-hmm. and somebody voted for them. Somebody voted Gave them number them one. first place. Yes. Did they send in last year's ballot they again? They could have been. Maybe they, yeah, got lost in translation. I'm not sure. Somebody really? had the Cyclones at one. Well, I, I told you about this. So we've been talking about our Phil Steele magazine, mm-hmm. but a couple weeks before that, I got the Athlon. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if I brought this up to you on air, but... So they have their projected order of finish for every conference. Now, let me, let me stop you for a second. Yeah. Can that team's particular media vote for that team? I believe so. Okay. This is not like the coaches where you can't right. vote for your own team. Right. What are you thinking, this Williams? No, or I'm not. I'm not. I never, not just was curious. Okay, okay. Yeah, I believe, yes, you're, you're voting for all 10, okay. not just the nine other members outside yeah, of your well, own. It wasn't Chris. It's not Petey. No. No. Going I'd like to know who it was. Oh, absolutely. Well, we can ask around, see if anybody's going to admit to that. But So the Athlon magazine, they do not just projected order of finish, but what your record's going to be. Mm-hmm. They have two teams going 6-3. and three Really? To win it and play for the Big 12 championship. A little parity this year. The two teams that are at the top of this list, Baylor and Oklahoma, both uh-huh. at 6-3. and three. At 5-4, and four, you have 1, 2, 3, 4, 5 teams. At five and four. Iowa State's included in they that. They are. And their conference win total at DraftKings is four and a half. Right on. Oklahoma State, Texas, K-State, West Virginia, and Iowa State all at five and four. Do you see it being that compressed? That I we're hope it into, is. The answer is I hope it is. You know, that last week in November, uh-huh. or the last two weeks, and seven different teams have a chance to get to the conference championship game. Wouldn't that be something? Um, you're in charge of tiebreakers. <laughs> <laughs> if we get to that, oh man. I mean, that, that's going to be a whole segment in its own right, trying mm-hmm. to figure it out. If Iowa State wins this and Baylor loses here, then yeah, it, it's going to be nuts the way that plays out. But I kind of see it that way. It wouldn't be a shock to see this play out. Uh, Kansas is picked last, obviously. Where are my Mountaineers, Trent Condon? They were picked eighth. Behind TCU. Mm-hmm. Ahead of Tech and Kansas. Texas Tech's way down there, huh? That's uh, That surprises me a little bit. Well, look, I think it's going to be a heck of a fight, and I'm just glad that we're talking about Yeah, I would love to know who that first-place vote came from. Do they? Uh, is it public, do you know? Have you seen that? I have not seen if it is. Are you, have you got a frog in your throat? I do. Let's go to break. We'll do okay. this. Time for All a right. keyword. Yeah. Uh, another $1,000 home run. Yes, we've got another week's worth of this. Go to KXNO.com. Once you get there, enter the keyword green, green at KXNO.com. That's your chance to win $1,000, green at KXNO.com.
Com. All right, uh, we will talk to Matt Snyder from CBSSports.com. Uh, he is uh, all over the MLB portion of CBSSports.com. He's our weekly contributor. In fact, until football season, he's going to start off our week's uh, of guest list. Matt Snyder coming up in the 11 o'clock hour. Scott Dockerman uh, from The Athletic. Uh, Gary Barta um, at the Assembled Hawkeye Media late last week, so we'll pick his brain on that. And then Nick Oson from our uh, friends over 24-7 Sports site. CycloneAlert.com. Nick's making his way to Dallas. We'll uh, pick his brain on what he hopes to accomplish when he's down there. That's the guest list as we uh, take you up until noon. On Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3. Details. Now back to Miller and Condon on 106.3 KXML. Here's Ken and Trent. Welcome back to Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO. Trent Condon, Ken Miller, as we take you up until noon. Hour number two, Scott Docterman from The Athletic, Nick Olson, 24-7 Sports, CycloneAlert.com. We go to our guy, Matt Snyder, though he kicks off the guest list each and every Monday at this time as we talk Major League Baseball. We've had a busy uh, 12 hours or so, Matt Snyder. Boy, you're you're pumping out the content at CBSSports.com. How are you? I'm good. It was fun. You know, sometimes when you get in that groove, it's, uh, you know, it's work. But at the end of the day, I'm writing about baseball, so it's not that much like work. Are you jumping on an airplane and going out to L.A. this year for the All-Star game? Yes. Yeah. So next this yeah, time next week, we'll be imposing it. on you in, in the Pacific time zone? Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> if we can squeeze it in. All right. Uh, I'll have to check the schedule and get back to you. Well, we'll check um, ours, too. Cause media days, <laughs> yeah, the media day is always during the day. Yeah. I met, I think it's later, though. I so, think, yeah, I think I'll be able to do it. Good deal. Well, uh, it's going to be fun. Uh, the Ian Happ story, right? You, sometimes you, you get a little jaded doing this, uh, in, doing covering sports. But when you see a story like, uh, like Ian Happ and what it means – uh, and we'll go more with more in depth than, than just Ian Happ, but it just kind of uh, drives home the point, right? That uh, that this guy getting an opportunity, uh, first time All Star, three years ago, he's down here in Des Moines uh, after they thought he was a can't miss prospect. Now he's sent back down. This time last year, he loses his spot. Rossi tells him, "You're coming from off the bench until this." And breaking down when he was told the news. That's quite a story. Yeah, it's fun. And, and, you know, like you said, there are several more, but like, that's a good one. It's, uh, he worked hard. I mean, a lot of people who are first rounders who came up the year after their team won the world series had decent success pretty much immediately. Uh, A couple of years later, the Cubs told him he needed to work on some stuff and go down to the minors. And he did. Uh, He tried to to cut down on his strikeouts. He he tried to increase his walks. He's a different type hitter right now. I mean, he, he's a lot more of an average and on-base guy. He only has the eight home runs, but he does have some power. It's just not he, – he used to be like a hit 220 with some walks and mostly hit home runs guy. Now it's uh, only the eight home runs, but there's 23 doubles. 
at 276 average, which is pretty high these days. 370 on base percentage, which is pretty high these days. So he he's reinvented himself after he already had a taste of success at the majors, and uh, that's that's relatively rare. So it, it's cool to see. And uh, I probably shouldn't go down this road because it's not like I've talked to every single major leaguer, but I generally will have soft spots for guys who are overly nice to me. <laughs> yeah. uh, and Hap has and Hap has been. Hap's a really nice guy. There is one guy, Matt, that uh, I, I guess I see as the biggest snub. It's not Freddie Freeman. I know Freddie Freeman just because of the name and the championship and everything else. That might have been the headliner, but watched a lot of Dylan Cease again this year. I've watched yeah. him a lot over the last three years. And, and Dylan Cease, never a talent. That was never a question with him. He's put it all together this year. ERA at two four five, 133 strikeouts in 92 innings. That was one that I was left scratching my head. Take somebody off. I know you got to do that. I know you got to get guys like Martin yeah. Perez in there because you got to get one player from every team. But that yeah, was the one that I said Dylan A's. Cease should have yeah. been there. Yeah. Well, I, I think Perez and Blackburn, it might have had a lot to do with it. But still, uh, the best I could come up with is he leads the majors in walks. Mm-hmm. He's walked 43 in 92 innings. That's awfully high. But still, despite that, a 2.45 ERA. 133 strikeouts in 92 innings. Uh, I, I can't imagine that opposing dugouts, when he goes out to pitch, are like licking their chops and going, "Oh man, we're going to walk a ton today, boys." <laughs> like, no, it's we're going to we're going to struggle to score runs. So any way we can scratch one across to try to win the game, that's what the game plan is. That's an all star. Yeah, I think he was a big. He he was probably the biggest pitching snub on the AL side. The biggest position player snub for me on the AL side was Ty France. Mm-hmm. He's been one of the first best first basemen in the league all year. Mariners have gotten themselves up into playoff position yep. right now. Uh, and Julio is their only all-star. Now, he's deserving, and I love that the rookie's going to get a showcase and get to be there, but I felt like they should have had more. Um, maybe ballots are submitted a couple weeks ago, and it was when the Mariners were still terrible. And then that I would say, yeah, that's fair enough. Um, and don't outside. forget, the, the Blue Jays got a whole country voting for them. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they literally yeah. do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, on the NL side, I thought Carlos Rodon really got job uh, on the pitching side. He's been one of the very best pitchers in, in baseball. He'd have an argument for Cy Young and mm-hmm. the NL. Probably not win it because I think you have to give it to Sandy Alcantara. But he, he wouldn't be far off in the conversation, and he's not even an all-star. Um, but a, as it goes with snubs, Hopefully here in the next several days mm-hmm. we'll find out that they need a few replacements and a few of those guys will get to go. And you get to the point where you say, okay, that's plenty now. Anybody who's left outside now doesn't really have a gripe because we already have, you know, 65 all-stars. Uh, can you make a case? Trent and I did this in the beginning of the show, um, and I don't. this might be making history, and I know there's no such thing as the first half manager of the year, but can you make a case that a guy whose team is in last place in his own division is the manager of the year for the first half of the season? And how about that? What a story. Yeah. Um, it's interesting. Like, without context, okay, the team's one game under five hundred, and they're not in playoff position. Who cares? Are we going to celebrate mediocrity? Well, but context matters. Yeah, I mean, it, 2020 was not a full season. So if you say the last three full seasons, those are literally the three highest Orioles lost totals in history, the last three full seasons. And uh, to have them win eight in a row, only two games out of a playoff spot right now, mm-hmm. past the halfway point of the season, we're up at 87 games played for them. Um, in that division, it's, 
it's brilliant work there. Uh, they lost John Means, their ace, early in yep. the season. And I remember at the time we were like, man, nothing goes right for them. Absolutely nothing goes right for them. Uh, top pitching prospect, prospect Grayson Rodriguez has gone down. Uh, they've had a lot go wrong for him. Cedric Bones isn't having near the year he had last year, for example. But there they are. Bullpen's outstanding. Uh, one of the best in baseball. Uh, they're getting good starting pitching out of a bunch of guys. Like yesterday was Dean Kramer, a bunch of guys nobody's heard of. Uh, they're getting it done on offense. It's fun to see, for me, who grew up a Cubs fan. I know you know you can get beaten down as a fan base, so mm-hmm. I always have a soft spot for fan bases that have been through a lot. So, And I would loop in the Mariners. You'd love my hockey too. team then. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I bet. Uh, I would loop in the Mariners on this too. It's fun to see fan bases who have been beaten down for a while be, get to be really, really excited in, in the middle of the regular season and to see the crowds like, start to increase in size and start to go crazy. Mm-hmm. Like with the Carlos Santana home run for the Mariners to go ahead in the eighth inning yesterday, well, two days in a row, seventh inning Saturday, eighth inning yesterday, and to see how crazy that crowd went and to see how excited the Baltimore crowds have been. That, that brings joy to, to me. Let's uh, go to the game. What we're going to see in eight days here out on the bump. Looks like Garrett Cole might throw on Sunday means he wouldn't be the starter for the All-Star game. Let's say that plays out. Who are your starting pitchers on each side saying, Garrett Cole not going to be there for from the Yankees. Well, I think on the AL side, it's between Shane McClanahan and and Justin Verlander. Verlander yeah. And it's which which way do you want to go? Do you want to go the up and coming star, the, the kid from Tampa Bay with an ERA in the one, uh, or Justin Verlander who hasn't pitched in two years, coming off Tommy John surgery, eight thirty nine, back to being a side young contender. Uh, there's only a handful of guys who have ever started more than three times in the game. This would be his third start. Oh. So that would be pretty cool. Um, I think it's got to be between those two. On the NL side, my hunch is Dave Roberts goes with the Dodgers. Absolutely. So it's either Tony Gonsolin Kershaw. or are you going to give Clayton Kershaw his first ever All-Star start, by the way? He's wow, I didn't know that. Believe it or not. Hmm. Yeah, no, he's, he has not started in the All-Star game. My guess is if he wants any piece of that, mm-hmm. Roberts will name him. Uh, if not, maybe he'll go Gonsolin. But if we leave that context aside... I would love to see Sandy Alcantara yeah. start the game. I, I know it's probably going to be a Dodger, but he is a throwback workhorse who you can count on going at least seven innings almost every single game, and he still has an ERA down, hovering around two. He's been incredible, and especially with the shift away from the guys who go deep in the game. I would love to celebrate a guy who leads the league in innings pitched and batters face and complete games and continues to go deep into game after game after game. I would love to celebrate a guy like that. Yeah, I, I'm with you. That that would mm-hmm. be, and you know, trotting out a Marlin, for God's sakes, to, <laughs> yeah. to start that. Well, it's yeah. interesting. <laughs> uh, I can't wait to see how it plays out. So do, do we have this year, I mean, the, the last few years, the fans have got to choose the final All-Star. There's a group of, do they still do that? I haven't seen that. No. Which, that's what I thought. No. It must be done. Yeah, it went away. I I don't remember exactly when it went away. It had to be recent, but, though. Uh, yeah, I would think it was recently. I, I I'm trying to remember if they did it last year or not, and I, I'm I don't feel like it because mm-hmm. I don't remember any push for it. So it went away somewhere around that time. I mean, I hadn't uh, thought about it until yesterday when I had to go to go do a little work on it. <laughs> but the managers haven't picked the reserve since 2017. Mm-hmm. Didn't realize that either. No. Yeah. It's been players' ballot, and then the commissioner's office fills it out after that. 
Uh, who's so, yeah, the, it's, it's different. Who's the most disappointing? Probably the Angels, right? Are they the most disappointing team in baseball the first half? At this point, absolutely, yes. Uh, I think I saw they're, they've only won 14 of the last 51 games. Remember, Ugh. they were good. Yes. Yep. They were like 10 games over 500, and the story was like, the L.A. teams and New York teams are all in first. Oh, that's right. People get to argue about the, the Angels aren't actually in L.A. It's Anaheim, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. But it, it's pedantic, right? It's like people arguing that the Big Ten doesn't have ten teams and they get angry about that. <laughs> it's a frame. But, yeah, they, they were really good. And now it's like that that tweet, which has become a meme about <laughs> every time I see the Angels play, Mike Trout and Shohei Otani did something ridiculous. And, oh, by the way, they lost. It's really, that's like the reality at this point is you've got two MVP candidates and absolutely nothing else, especially with Rondon hurt. Uh, Taylor Ward has come back to earth from a great start. And it's just, yeah, it's a franchise is in miserable, miserable shape. Speaking of and miserable. You should be able to say that when you have Trout no time. You think, right? right? And yet here we are. Well, miserable yeah. franchise, the longest professional sports route of making the playoffs continues to be the Seattle Mariners. Since that 2001 incredible run where they won, what, 100-plus games and then got bounced in the playoffs, they have not been back since. 190-plus games a year ago, not good enough to get in. They're finally hot. They're finally playing well. They've spent, they've built this thing up, they got young stars, they're they're doing it, quote-unquote, the right way. How much of a buyer do you anticipate Seattle's going to be, and how important a team like that these next couple weeks going to be? Yeah, it's funny. We were just talking about the Orioles, and uh, like, I definitely think that for fan service, they should buy on the margins, but they shouldn't like uh, sell any of their top prospects or anything like that because you shouldn't spray from the plan just based on a hot streak. On the flip side is the Mariners, and the situation they're in, won 90 games last year. Uh, their top prospect's already playing right now. He's going to be Rookie of the Year, and Julio Rodriguez mm-hmm. might even be an MVP candidate by the end of the year. Uh, they should hardcore go for it. They should do absolutely everything they can just to make the playoffs because, like I said, fan service. We're playing the game for the fans. This is not a video game. You've got to at least at some point give them, hey, we made the playoffs. And uh, if you look at the Pirates, for example, that window was short-lived when they finally broke that the streak where they hadn't had a winning record, the longest drought for them. And uh, 2015 and 2016, they made the playoffs both, year, both years. Or uh, 2014 and 2015, my bad. Because in 2014, they won the wild card game. And uh, PNC was rocking, man. Yeah. I mean, that's what it's all about, is give the fans something. And uh, the Mariners, I think they need to do everything they can to break that drought and give their fans something. Speaking of giving the fans something, the schedule makers really giving the fans, I think, uh, a terrific way to end at least the first part of the week that I'm looking at right now. There's some massive series going on, boys. I mean, I don't think it gets much bigger than the Mets uh, taking on the Braves, who all of a sudden, this Braves team look as though they're the team uh, to beat in the East. But that's not the only series. There's a bunch of good series to start the week. Yeah, and I, I mean, I, I just to zero in on that, the um, Mets Braves down to a game and a half was ten and a half uh, five weeks ago. Wild. And uh, tonight is Scherzer and Freed. <laughs> so there's a decent pitching matchup <laughs> for you. But yeah, AL Central, not the best winning percentages out there, but the White Sox have uh, four games against the Guardians yep. and four against the Twins to, to finish the first half. So that'll be fun. 
uh, Phillies, Blue Jays, the Blue Jays are sorry, man. No, the they're getting they're bad. bad that they're, way. Yeah. And uh, the Phillies are actually going well after I buried them after Bryce Harper's injury. <laughs> yeah, that'll be a fun one. Red Sox, Rays, uh, Dodgers, Rays, Cardinals here. Dodgers, Cardinals. I'm just scrolling down. Yeah, it, there's some good ones. Man, Astros Angels would have been good. Yeah, should have been. Ago, but yep. not anymore. Uh, Brewers Twins. Mm-hmm. Good interleague matchup there. Good some good good regional matchup. Both first place teams in the Centrals. Yeah, that's a good start to the week there. So I uh, want to go deep here with you on the gambling side. Want to see who you take a shot at. We're going to take the top teams off. No Yankees, Dodgers, Strohs, Braves, Mets, even the Red Sox who are number six in your power numbers. Out of that next group. So seven down. Seven down. Brewers, and Twins. And this is to what, Trent? To win the World Series. Okay. they got to win it all. Which, I mean, the Braves The Braves would have been outside that line. They would have. <laughs> they, they would have, but no longer. So we're going um, after that top group. Who do you like? Who, who would you put even 20 bucks on to win a World Series, regardless of price, out of that next tier? I just mentioned them. I don't think that Blue Jays are going to get any worse at all. And there's plenty of time to get right. Yeah. And as talented as they are, if they hit their stride at the last time, at the right time, why did I say last time? At the right time, uh, the Blue Jays are somebody who could definitely make a run there. Um, Padres? Padres? Yeah, they're right away at the same time. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, like with their pitching staff, and they will get Tatis back eventually, even though his timeline keeps getting pushed back further and further and further. But if you say... Machado and Tatis in the middle, middle of that lineup. Hopefully Profar is recovered here in, in several weeks from that, that bad, bad collision on uh, Thursday. I mean, I don't know if you saw that, but that was really ugly. Um, but you get him back back at the top of the lineup, a good on-base guy, Cronenworth in front of Machado and Tatis. You could score some runs there, and their rotation is really good and really deep. So you could see them in the playoffs going with a really good – four-man rotation. Again, you're always saying if everybody's right, because it happened. If you look at the right. Braves last year, yep. they had everybody right. Um, so, it just, so yeah, I think the Padres are the NL side pick on that, and the Blue Jays on the AL side. Uh, last thing for me, Robinson Cano going to the Braves. I mean, he's had a horrible year. <laughs> uh, didn't work out with San Diego. The Mets released him earlier, and I guess they're going to activate him in time for the series tonight, yeah. which adds a little juice to it. But does he? Re- I mean, he was really good uh, as we think back on his career until you know he decided to take a shortcut. Um, did, has he got anything left? No, I, I think don't think so either. Uh, his numbers in AAA look really good, but it's it's in the Pacific Coast League, and that's like almost every single game at Coors Field is as high as the offenses in that league in AAA, um, and it's AAA anyway. So I do think it would be funny if he got some big hits against the Mets mm-hmm. that kind of swung things, but I don't think that it's realistic to think that he's going to have a big impact. It makes sense that the Braves will try to catch lightning in a bottle. I mean, Albies is still hurt for a little bit. Switch hitter, so it's it's like your lefty side of the switch hitting platoon at second base. You can give it a shot, but I, I, I'm not seeing it anymore. Uh, I, it's, it's, his career is very interesting because uh, he, it's a Hall of Fame resume yes. until you get to the yep. two PED suspensions, yep. which obviously take him completely off the board because – Manny Ramirez had two PED suspensions, and he hasn't been able to get really close. Mm-hmm. And it, his numbers dwarf Cano's. 
So, yeah, when I was yeah, watching I, Robbie Cano, I thought, and I don't, I've never seen a, a short side. This is a Blue Jays fan, so admittedly, I mean, Robbie Alomar got the more balls than yeah. than I've ever seen. Um, but Cano, when he first came up, when he was doing his thing, man, I thought that was the closest I'd seen to uh, to Alomar. But uh, you're right, he was the trajectory until the PEDs. Uh, he was headed for the Hall of Fame. You're headed for Los Angeles. We'll reach out and see if you can make it work at eight thirty Pacific time next week, Matt Snyder. We sure appreciate you doing this. Have a good trip and. We'll continue to read you at cbssports.com. Matt Snyder, their national Major League Baseball uh, writer. Thank you, Matt. All right. Take care, guys. Good to talk to you. Thank you, Matt Snyder, cbssports.com. Good get there. Off to the uh, World Series after that, so mm-hmm. we'll have somebody in place for that. Um, wow. Excellent. Your Blue Jays are currently 19-1 to 1 at Circa. Yeah, and I got them at 9. <laughs> yeah. I got them to win the division at like I got it like so there was a bonus involved in it. I was all excited. Uh, yeah, that's that's a dead nineteen ticket. to one. Yeah, you got to take it. Do you? What the flyer? Barrios figures it out. Gossman's Gossman. He's been good. What would you rather bet? Your Blue Jays at nineteen to one or the Rays at thirty four to one? The Blue Jays can have I, the top can, end. Can talent. you give me a National League team? Okay, because I don't think anybody. And How about the Astros and the Yanks? Yeah. I mean, uh, right? The gap between them and everybody it's else huge. is significant. Yep. I'll give you the Cardinals at 30 to 1. That's what Circa also will do. The Cardinals. What are the Padres? The Padres are 18 to 1. I'll take the Pods. How about this? The Giants, it's been a bad No, nah, they can't win. 48 to 1. Are they really? That was the price that, if I'm taking a deep flyer here, 48 to 1. For the Giants. That one at least caught my 48 eye. 48-1. to one. White Sox or Twins? You get the White Sox and Twins at the same number. They're both 37-1 to one to win the World Series. <laughs> That's wild. I'd rather take a shot at the Guardians at 225-1. to one. The White Sox and Twins aren't winning the World Series. No, but I don't think, I don't think anybody <laughs> other than the Yankees the right. Astros are. And that gap is just so significant between those teams and everybody else. And in the National League, it's still the Dodgers. Uh-huh. And the Mets a great story. The Braves have been playing well. You know what? I, the Braves are the, what are the Braves this morning? They were 11-1 to 1 when I bet them last week. They are Atlanta ATL scrolling through. They are... Plus 715. So I got them at the right time, at least for now. Take a time out, come back and finish the hour. Hour number two, we will start it out with Scott Dockerman. Look forward to catching up with Doc. Uh, Nick Olson, 24-7 Sports, CycleAlert.com. Iowa State conversation at the bottom of the hour. Trent's play of the day. The keyword, in case you missed it, still time to get in, I think, at KXNO.com. Green at KXNO.com. Miller & Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.9 Meadows. Welcome back to Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Saw a tweet from over the weekend, an all-star tweet. Mm-hmm. 2015, the Royals had seven guys. Wow. 2015, Gordon, um, Escobar, Lorenzo Cain, Mustakas, Eric Hosmer, Salvador Perez. And it wasn't even the bullpen guys that, for all intents right. and purposes, won. <laughs> Boy, that, that bullpen was salty. Unbelievable. Oh. Uh, they're the, they were, um, of the regional teams, by far and away, the most disappointing team? Yes. I mean, I don't even know who I, The be. White Sox. White is... Sox, maybe, because they were picked to win. Right. 
But the and pretty clear of everybody else. Yeah. Yep. But at least there's a reason behind. It. I mean, it's the injuries, right? Mm-hmm. The Royals, just they're, tw- they're just bad. Twenty games under five hundred. Yeah, I, I didn't see that one coming. Uh, speaking of which, I didn't see Gary Barta meeting the uh, media last week. Uh, I guess he does it every year. I'm uh, grateful that he did. Gives mm-hmm. us a little talk. I look forward to catching up with uh, with Scott Dockerman. My question to you, Trent: Why did when he was um, when he was talking about the rivalries and mm-hmm. it sounds like maybe some of these games, if they do do away with the divisions, well, I was not going to be playing. Minnesota, Wisconsin, Nebraska, every year, the the Big Ten West schedule. Why did he include Northwestern as a team that he has to play? I I guess Chicagoland is the thought process behind it. It's been, yes, a close rivalry, but no Hawkeye fan looks at that as a rival. If you were to ask 100 Hawkeye fans who's their rival, Mm -hmm. you'd get it depending on, as you mentioned a million times, where did you grow up in the state? Would any say Northwestern? No. That's just it. Even kids that are Chicago kids that come from Chicagoland to go to school at Iowa, they still wouldn't say Northwestern. That's a team you're supposed to beat. That's the frustrating L that you have a bunch of them throughout the years against Northwestern, but a rivalry? I wonder if he's sly as a fox, knowing that he's going to have to give up you know, one of his rivalries or two if he doesn't get his way. Uh All right, take Northwestern. Or am I giving Barta too much credit? Well, I think you know what my response is to that one. (laughs) Yeah, I probably didn't need to ask that question, did I? Scott Dockerman will kick off our number two. He covers Iowa. We'll pick his brain on what uh, he heard Gary Barta saying and other stuff when he joins us in about five minutes. Nick Oson, bottom of the hour. Trent's Plays of the Day. Circa Sports sponsors that. That's coming up at about 11.50. Miller and Condon with you until noon. We're here on Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO.